Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us too. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. Joining us is Jamie Himes. She's the president and CEO of Southern Christian. Uh, Southern Christian Services for Children and Youth. And man, they've got a good thing going on right now. It's around a tough topic, which is human trafficking, but we're really trying to raise the awareness about it. But then also highlighting all the good stuff that our state is doing to try to be there for the support of those that may find themselves wrapped up in in um, human trafficking. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you here, and it's good to see this. So I loved the headline. I saw Southern Christian announces they're opening a youth survivor human trafficking home for adolescent girls and your heart goes oh that we would even need that but then your heart goes yay finally there's going to be a safe space uh for for those that find themselves on the other side of it so let's let's back up first though for those who may not know of southern christian services how what's your elevator pitch how do you explain uh, what all you guys do on a daily basis to someone sure we treat and prevent early childhood trauma and that looks like a variety of different programs throughout mississippi one is the Sunrise Safe Home. That's our newest program, but we have therapeutic foster care. We have post-adoption services. We have outpatient trauma counseling services, um, really specifically targeting the children in Mississippi that are underinsured, uninsured, or in rural areas that wouldn't have otherwise access to good trauma therapy. Um, we have group homes for boys. We've got one group home in Grenada for boys, and those are foster care youth, adolescent boys who um, just haven't been successful in therapeutic foster care homes. And so they live in our group home for a little while, and we prepare them to either reunify with their families or um, to get them healthy enough so that they can tolerate the intimacy of a family where they can then go into a therapeutic foster family. Man, how long has uh, Southern Christian Services been doing this great work? Yeah, we've been we've been incorporated since 1988. So it's been around for a minute, and I feel like, you know, I've been doing this for almost six years, Jamie, and I feel like I just found out about you guys not too long ago. I think it was through the foster uh, children's work that you guys do and adoption work, and I'm like, y'all have been flying under the radar too long. People need to (laughs) recognize that this is happening, but at the same time with, you know, the sensitivity of the topics, you guys also just focus on the work, and you don't always try to draw attention necessarily to your clientele for obvious reasons. Right, And, and because most 
most of the work that we do is confidential. We can't really tell their stories all the way. Right. Which has been a barrier. Which has been a barrier. Sure. And but that's also been a barrier too to getting out more awareness around human trafficking. And I think we're trying to do it the best we can to remind folks that this truly is a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's a sensitive topic, it's a tough topic, but the more we talk about it, the more resources and the more opportunities that our state will get to have to sort of help those that are are in the midst of it. So how did this come along? How did uh, Southern Christian Services find itself with the opportunity to create the Sunrise um, home? Well, we've been asked by Lindsay Simmons and Mississippians Against Human Trafficking for about four years to do this work, and I've I've been saying no for, a, oh gosh, a variety of reasons for a long time, but they were primarily around funding and location, so we didn't have a home and we didn't have the funds, and those were the two largest barriers, and so Lindsay and her team at Mississippians Against Human Trafficking got to work, and they've they fixed both of those barriers, and so we were able to say yes and and to make it work uh, financially. We ha- we've been doing work in the human trafficking space for a long time, and really anyone, any agency that serves foster children is doing this work. Um, but this is the first. This is the the first home specifically geared towards this population. So nobody else, there will be nobody else living in this home and being served in this home except those survivors of sexual exploitation from human trafficking. And I think the reason you mentioned if you're working in foster, if anyone's working in sort of the foster arena, they are doing this work whether they recognize it or not because Mm -hmm. as we get more educated and as more awareness around human trafficking um, comes up, you recognize that it's not the wording is terrible because you feel like it's people in a, in a vehicle that's being moved around and mm-hmm. doing all the things. Um, but it can be as horrendous, but as local as just a family, you know, outsourcing younger children or whoever mm-hmm. it may be. So there may be no actual movement of location. Mm-hmm. It's just the services that are, are, are being exploited by the kids. And so you realize that's traumatic Mm -hmm. and you guys do have the great resources and background in helping Mm -hmm. with with that so so it is a good fit it's typically familial it's not all familial but it's typically trafficking is typically familial so you get the funding you get the location which we're definitely not sharing today Uh, but you get that location i mean how does this happen next now it's connecting with i guess what organizations that are rescuing these young girls or identifying them Mm -hmm. and there's already a system in place to do that um the the mississippi bureau of investigation and local law enforcement they already have that that set up through the children's advocacy centers and the forensic interviewing and all that 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 piece has already been there um what hasn't been there is just a specific treatment home where that is geared specifically for this population. Well, and so, then they'll be with like not like-minded, but they'll be also healing alongside individuals who understand yeah, it's their a, story. It, it's a it's a it's a different category of trauma. It's very complex, and um, and it's possible for for youth to definitely get treatment alongside kids and youth who haven't been trafficked who haven't had that experience but we do believe it's it's a safer option and a more individualized option for them to be with 
with their peers. That How many adolescent girls will you be able to house at Sunrise? Not many at one time. So we have six bedrooms, and we're only going to allow six six youth at one time, and they're going to be same age. And that's something else you really have to take into consideration when you're doing trafficking work. Um, you don't want to mix the ages. That can be dangerous, frankly. Um, and and so will all of our youth will be within two years of one another. Um, and they will not have roommates. That's another that's another sticking point for Southern Christian is we don't believe that youth it's it's just not trauma informed to have a roommate while you're trying to sleep. That's traumatic enough. Oh, I it mean is. that is when you don't jokes when you don't, side, but it is. You're meshing two different personalities right. from two different whatever. And it you takes, don't know that's yeah. right. You don't know what kind of trauma they've experienced as they sleep um, and in the dark and it's yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. So we we will only have six youth at one time. I but what I'm loving about this, uh, Jamie, this conversation is how much thought and intentionality has been put into the you know the Sunrise Home and thought sort of through it. And while you know there's this part of you that wants safe havens to pop up quickly and everywhere and like rush into it and save the day, you can end up backtracking or not I mean not necessarily causing more harm but you might could or at least extending the healing process and Mm -hmm. so you know there there's a lot you you need to take into consideration when you're thinking of a delicate population that's right you have to really consider all the potential trauma triggers involved for these for these kids so when will the first I don't know um, when will people start living there oh well our our goal is in, <laughs> our goal it. is in May we're currently hiring staff we're almost finished we've received a ton of applications which is terrifying um, oh for staff or yeah. not for okay yeah, yeah. no 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 that's not terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> we've received a ton of applications for staff positions um, which has been a blessing so it's taken us some time to really come through and go through the interviews but we're almost finished um, I certainly want to encourage people to continue to apply if this is in your heart and you want to work with this population and you have experience working with youth from hard places that's important um, then you can absolutely go to our website and apply but how can the everyday Mississippian help? Oh, well, there's several ways. I mean, first of all, if you want to just help in general, um, you can do things like we have a bottom line for kids fundraiser coming up. It, it's in August, and that's a that's an auction and a dinner. You can support that either by giving as an auction item or sponsoring or attending the, the fundraiser. You can um, go to our website, which is sunrisems.org, and there'll be all kinds of information there on how you can get connected to our organization. Well, I appreciate your time, all the intention and all that you put into this tough topic, but still raising awareness, knowing that we're out there trying to do the best we can as a state to help these individuals. And yeah, I think it's a good thing. Thank you for your time, Jamie. You're welcome. All righty, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. You can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also watch good things on Seaspire TV. If you got that, it's on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which I think is getting a little gloomy out there. So here comes the muggy weather coming in, potential rain, staying re- weather aware. Uh, we've got Will in studio with us today. Is it are we? Is it just going to be those spring showers type situation, or is it something we really should? be paying attention to i think it's supposed to get a little rougher later tonight around midnight actually you think mother nature does that on purpose it's like you know what let's just wait till they're all at home and good and snug as a bug in a rug and then let's shake things up I hope not. I hate night storms, but uh, well, I hate all storms. I was really. say, I've never. There's, there's none that not I really a good like. Of time of day, really, for it to to come potential yeah. bad weather, but I definitely don't. Well, I don't know. That's that. That is up for debate because depending on the mood I'm in and what the weatherman tells me prior to bed, if it's a yellow sort of medium risk, I'm sleeping right through that. And so if I wind up with Elvis and the Queen the next morning, it just is what it is. (laughs) But if I go to bed or it's high, like real high risk, I will never sleep. And so now I'm upset, you know, sort of by it. So it just sort of depends on where we're at going into that sort of that bedtime do you stay up if it's bad weather and like wait it out or watch or are you like a gambler i'm just going to bed and if it's my time it's my time i'm i'm a go to go to bed person yeah um of course there's usually one in every family there's one of each in every family there's a stay upper watch and see um if if it's you know if if the chicken if the sky's gonna fall literally or figuratively speaking and then there's the other one that's like yeah I'm going on to bed. Well, we have adopted an older dog mm-hmm. that has to go outside every five minutes. So, you know, I, I'm I'm up. So, if there's some bad news of if weather bad weather's coming through and we're in risk, I would imagine at some point I'll be awake to take him outside. So I'll see it. But long before we had children, which changes everything. If you are sort of uh, whether you're going to be more weather aware or not, particularly at night. But long before that, we um, I, I will wake up if it starts to storm. That will wake me up. I'm a light sleeper. And so then my anxiety hits that I am going to die in a weather I didn't know that was coming. And now that I'm awake for it, I have to turn on the TV and sort of figure out where we are in sort of the weather you know system. And one night, it was perfect. I perfectly timed it. I woke up, set up. It was storming outside. I picked up the remote. I turned on the TV. And, the, and I guess the volume had been up from our prior viewing or whatever. But it was late night, and the show Cops was coming on. And when I tell you it was perfect, it just started screaming, boy like as loud as it could and then the (laughs) husband sits up like the whole fact that it's storming and thundering and lightning outside he slept straight through it and the dog but the moment like just started screaming you know coming out and i'm sitting there trying to get it down sit straight up the dog wakes up and now i'm cackling and laughing because of the whole like this the sort of the whole scenario and honestly i don't remember if the weather ended up actually just being a thunderstorm or not but i always remember bringing him out of like a dead sleep thinking 
the world was ending around him with the perfect timing of the terrible TV show Late Late at Night um, in that way. But hopefully we won't have any bad weather. You can always say weather where in your in your area, and if there ever is, we'll always break in and sort of uh, let you know. I also want to let you know that we are winding down, I guess winding down. There's a couple more weeks left for you to be able to register for Morgan Wallen, who is coming to Oxford, and we want to give you a chance to win some tickets. You can do that by entering your name at a bunch of the registration boxes located through out the state. Will you put this together? How many are there total over at supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen? I think there's like 24 actually throughout the state. That is a lot. That's a good number. Um, you've got Southern Business Supply and Meridian being one. You've got Exhaust Pro and Macomb being one. You've got Seals Tire and Auto and Gulfport and so many more. So, okay, you go. Is it just like your name and your number and an email address, or do they need to know your height, your weight, your demographic? <laughs> uh, name, address, some some form, some way to contact you. Phone number, email. Just keep that in mind, and you just literally fill out the little form. You drop it in the box, and then we're gonna. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. We put them in all in a big I was... barrel. I, we haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> okay. We put them all in a big barrel and and wind it up. I don't know. What do you do? I feel like this is an opportunity for the old like bingo numbers yeah. or like something we need. Like, um, I feel like Scary Gary needs to be the one that does it and needs to be a video opportunity. Stream it live on Facebook or something. I don't know. You need to make a moment out of it. Um, but it's not something you can register online. It's something you have to do in person. You're going to want to come to the concert in person anyway. So there you go. It is April the 23rd. That's a Sunday. Day, and it is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. And I feel like we forget to mention that, you know, yes, Morgan Wallen's great. We're actually going to the Saturday uh, concert sitting in the poor people seats, not in the sweet <laughs> seats. Uh, Super Talk didn't didn't offer those to to their Good Things host. But, um, but no, um, it was part of a Christmas present for our youngest. But I'm excited about Hardy, who is a, you yeah. know, a Mississippian. And he was in Philadelphia last night. If you were lucky enough to get tickets at the LSU, Theater, which is connected to the Marty Stewart's um, Congress of Country Music, which will be, or whatever. And it goes to show that when you build and invest in things like that in our communities, that people come. And people, like, you get decent names, and you get uh, really cool shows, and people show up and pay good money and and sell out those type of uh, theaters. I saw a friend trying to sell last night tickets for $400 a piece to see, um, to see Hardy, and he wow. sold them. And he, wow. I mean, they were good seats, but um, yeah. and there may have been some, I don't know, but but anyway, like you know, I think it's cool to see that kind of entertainment sprinkled out throughout our. Well, let our me tell state. you something. Uh, I have had people come out of the woodwork to ask me about tickets and can I score them some. I had a friend of For mine, Morgan Wallen. Yeah, I had a friend of mine. I have not heard from in I guarantee you seven years. Seven years, Rebecca. But because of this, Morgan Wallen didn't even didn't have, have my current number. That's how <laughs> reached out, had to reach out to me on Facebook and said, "Hey, how you doing? You know, everything good?" I was wondering, uh, you wouldn't happen to have any extra tickets laying around? No, that's not how. That's not how this works. Didn't even have my current number. That's how far back. Well, I will say if something happened when I, you know, you know, while we were on it. I mentioned the other day, even if you win and can't go, is that written in the rule? I know the, all the rules and regulations are over at 
supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen, but will you be able to pay it forward if you can't go? Have y'all even thought that through? <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it all worked out. <laughs> Do you? Okay. Just go that, look. I'm really, I, I you know, know, I didn't want to say that out loud, but if you have tickets, you're it happens not gonna, all the time. Yeah. You're not going to have a problem getting rid of them to come and see. He is having a moment. You know, we <laughs> gave away tickets. It was an event in South Haven at the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. Mm hmm. And we'll give them away, you know, on the network, which is broadcast statewide, obviously. And it always happens. Somebody from as far away as possible will want to win those tickets. And I literally had a lady win. She was from Gulfport. Now, think about it. Gulfport to (laughs) South Haven, Mississippi. That's a trek. It's a haul. It's a whole state. Yes, it's a whole state. And I don't even remember who the artist was. It was not somebody that was that popular. It was like a newer group. And the lady, like the night before, uh, emailed me and said, Hey, I just realized that this is far away. I'm like, you didn't realize that but when you won the ticket? We said <laughs> 17 times. Yeah, here's you your know? sign. Darren and Jackson, if I stick a $100 bill in with my information to your attention and hope that I win <laughs> the tickets, you know what, buddy? You go ahead and put that, Benjamin, right on in there. I'm not going to discourage you from We're that. Not I'm just going to tell you that it's not going to help your odds. Or deny <laughs> uh, whether that's going to you know, going to help or sort of uh, not. But um, it should be. You know, we jumped on this because I've made it clear here on Good Things that one of the my biggest life regrets is I was pretty much handed tickets to see um, Garth Brooks at the LSU Stadium when he went through his last tour, um, I guess, back last summer. And I talked myself out of it uh, for all the, like, responsible reasons of why it would be a quick trip and all that. And then the, the morning I woke up and saw all my friends that had gone and what a great time being in that sort of stadium setting which is a little bit different than other sort of venues um and rocking out it's like never again not 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 letting an opportunity pass by and so that's the way we sort of looked at it with with morgan wallen coming for for vault hemingway so um anyway it should be a good time so you've got two sweet sweet seat ticket opportunities do you know what date y'all are going to draw uh i believe the last day you can enter is April 7th, so we'll draw, we'll have to gather all the stuff Who from all across the the rules the and regulations? Our lawyer? Yes. <laughs> Not Will? And me, no, I helped, so. All right, if, uh, during the break, go over to Good Things Facebook group, check out the question for today, and we will dive into that and more coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
always a crazy one broke into the stadium. Don't forget you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you know you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can find Gerard coming up next week, Middays with Gerard Gilbert. He is going to be at the Mississippi Trademark on Wednesday for the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Skills Competition. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Registration skill. starts soon. Go to ncef.net for more information. And I think those uh, type of, I guess, competitions, contests, whatever, are super cool. You recognize um, how much skill it does take for them to do their craft every day. I've always, um, if, you, if you've ever gotten the opportunity to see a truck rodeo or truck driving rodeo it's where those that you know sit in a long haul go long haul all day on 18 wheelers or or big rigs and then they do all this maneuvering and backing up and all the things and you like sitting in your normal size car who still can't get it between the two white lines you know nine times out of ten you're thinking you you were the most talented thing i've ever seen to be able to to do all that with you know something so big and get it between the cones and all the things and so um, anyway it's going it's going to be a good time we've got some breaking news for you guys here on good things super exciting earlier this week in fact it was yesterday earlier this week yesterday we had the fourth grade class or talked about the fourth grade uh, fourth grade class from Mansdale Elementary who helped uh, write the bill that was sponsored by Jill Ford for making the blueberry and the Mississippi state fruit the official Mississippi state fruit it has passed so as of now it is i guess well maybe not yet we'll have to go to the governor to sign i think to be official official yeah i don't want to misspeak but i can't i don't think he would veto it i don't you know i don't know i don't know that tomato lobby's pretty (laughs) it's pretty heavy but anyway let's put it this way it has passed uh the next sort of stage to becoming officially the state fruit so i don't want to misspeak so blueberry it's it's fruit like Right? It is a fruit. You think fruit. But tomato, which which is technically a fruit. Miss Lisa, who's the teacher, said the children did their research and they connected with Mississippi State Extension to figure out like what to look for. They looked for things that grew not just in one area, things that, I don't know, she, you can go back and listen to it on YouTube, Super Talk's YouTube page. She does a wonderful job explaining it. But they narrowed it down to the blueberry, the watermelon, and the tomato. And I think the blueberry ended up winning out because, well, think about it, like, yes, well, I don't know if we have very many commercial tomato farms in Mississippi, I don't think, although it's something many of us grow annually as home growers, and I'm sure there are farmers who do it for sale, for sure. Uh, watermelon, though, is, does have some commercial niche-ish to it, um, but blueberries, man, you don't even have to try, and you may have blueberry bushes in your backyard or yeah. grow up and sort of be connected to it. And then it, it just is so widespread in our state that it just, they felt like, had all the markings of being, you know, our state fruit. And um, it started because one of the, they were reading um, something in class, and a student interrupted the teacher and got curious about the fact that a a class in Kentucky did the same thing to sort of get the some kind of plum, I think, to be their state fruit. And so it led to a conversation who then led to them reaching out to Jill Ford that then led to writing the bill that now has led to, hey, you know, within a school year we may have a new state fruit, which I think is – There you go. I think it's cool it was all promoted 
and prompted, you know, organically, pun intended, um, by by kiddos, by fourth graders. And in fourth grade, Will, did you know who your representatives were? No. In fairness, I mean, their teacher taught them that. Like, they connected them to to Jill. It's not like the kids just knew. But how cool it would have been to start that process early. I don't – I'm trying to think back, like, remembering – I remember learning the legislative process at some point. I feel like it was a little bit older than fourth grade. Obviously, I didn't do a really good job of of soaking all of that in, which is part of the problem. I think, you know, so many of us feel like we're so disconnected. But the process can work for a fourth grader. The process can – still work for you know anybody else that wants to take the steps to connect with their representatives um you know propose an idea and then you know move forward with it i think you know also in fairness i think the whole bill is like eight lines long i mean it's not very (laughs) intense policy here but i think it's still how cool it will be and the kids will probably hopefully get to come when it gets signed in and all the things and um they'll have a good blueberry celebration so now we have a state fruit Correct. Do you know what the state bird is? Stop. Mockingbird? Yes. And so I said... you know what the state butterfly is? Mo- monarch? No. Uh. A spice, spice bush swallowtail. You know what the state fish is? Catfish. No! That's not fair. That's a trick question. It's the largemouth bass. Who in the world... You would think it would be catfish. Yes. we got to get the catfish lobby on that. All right, do you know what the state... I wonder if you can overturn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a bass association that would fight you on that. So, but. this is where it gets weird. Do you know what the state folk dance is? There is a state folk dance in Mississippi. Is it the... I don't know. It's the square dance. Okay. The state fossil? That is... I did know that. It's something underwater. Prehistoric whale. Ah, I was really close. The state land mammal. Now, this is where it gets... White-tailed deer. White-tailed deer, but there's actually two of them. Also, the red fox. I think I knew that. I knew the white-tailed deer. So, there's a state... I'm not going to go through all these. There's a state reptile. Which is... There's a state shale. This is very interesting. A state... What's the state? Stone, but not gemstone, because, again... It's petrified wood. That's our state's stone. Let me just go ahead and put this out there for all of you politicians. If the opal becomes the Mississippi state gemstone, then every bill that has come through good things has been... Has been signed into law. So just letting you know, I got major pull on all the important topics that influence our everyday life. And Policy so, maker Rebecca Turner. <laughs> uh, but you know, we do big vetting process on what what makes it through through the door here. But uh, but no, I mean so. But the pet that would go to the petrified forest, right? Like that would it's be petrified connected. wood. That's the state stone. State reptiles, the American alligator. They have a state soil. Natchez silt loam. I, a state water mammal. Who, who is coming up with all these? Well, you know, and I can understand if it's an industry like the blueberry industry. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's thriving, but I not taking away from from what they did. But at some point. You know, and it's all about promotion and being able to now the blueberry, I guess people can use that as an opportunity to um, market. And it's just a talking point. It's a positive talking point for 
for the state and all that. There's nothing wrong that sort of comes with it. But you start to wonder, like, is it like the national days? You can just pick something and say, <laughs> our state needs this. Yes. This needs to be the state, whatever, yes. and then sort of go for it and, and make it. The state water mammal. That is one. The bottlenose dolphin. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Well, I guess if you think mammal, that's a little yeah. bit different than. Well, how many mammals are in the state that live <laughs> underwater? How many mammals? Period. I, I mean, um, state toy is the teddy bear. That that makes well, that makes sense. sense because of. Yeah. So would our would our state beverage be root beer? I don't think we have a state beverage. But but is root beer? Barks didn't create root beer. Barks just created barks. Correct. I believe that's like correct. Root beer is not. It's like. You have a yeah, like Coke. but you also have the Coca Cola. It was first bottled in Natchez, Vicksburg, Vicksburg. Sorry, but Natchez uh, is the biscuit capital of the world. Yeah, so would biscuit be our state bread? We could state carbohydrate. Rebecca, we could develop a whole cottage industry <laughs> of get your product as the state <laughs> official, really whatever. Could. What's the site ice cream flavor? Rocky. Oh, I was going to say Rocky Road. I don't. It's not listed on this. It's just, does some states have that? I'm sure they do. I feel like states that have the different things embrace an industry, and then again, they create it for tourism, for marketing. I mean, there's nothing, you know, bad or wrong that comes from that comes from any of it. Um, but now you wonder what would be your state vegetable. It can't be the tomato because it's clearly a fruit. State hat? Wasn't the Stetson hat first made in Meridian? Correct. I think I think I'm correct in that. And well, where would um, oh, when you have an ouchie, and you pour Doctor Tishner, yeah, that would. But I don't know. But again, well, they're inventions, but they're. But see, these were these the things we're thinking of are natural resources, not just inventions. Some of them, though, like the state toy, is an invention. But did the teddy bear come from Mississippi? You don't remember the story. I know the story. But, I mean, were there not teddy bears prior to that? I don't think there were. Like, at all? No. I mean, I get they called it a teddy bear. Things. Yeah, because of Roosevelt. Well, see, but that's very Mississippi-related. Yeah. Who knew? So there you go. Blueberry. If One you, step If you want closer. your product and or natural resource as a state... Official state whatever. cheese is Edom cheese. Our state cheese. It's not. I don't see it on here. But that maybe you know, that would probably that be one. you could go up for that. I think we could we could lobby our way into the hearts of the cheese lovers at the legislator. Huh, things to think about. Stick with us. We got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget you can watch Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. 
as well as supertalktv.com. You can also sign up for our Super Talk Mississippi News Team's newsletter. They are covering your Mississippi stories that you need to stay up to date with. It's free and it comes out weekly. So just go to supertalk.fm slash newsletter and you'll probably see that we hopefully have a new state fruit soon. I'm sure they'll write a story about that. And those are the type of things, the important things that you need to stay up to date on. I love if we're to come contemplating our state uh, ice cream flavors or just making sta- our state whatever. At this point, it's just become a good, fun talking point. Someone says butter pecan needs to be the state ice cream. But I would think pecans would need to be the state nut, right? Like that would need to be... I don't think necessarily. What what, argue or... But are there more pecan farms or trees than there are peanut growers? I know peanut growers is is growing here in Mississippi, right? Like uh, I know that's that's a growing industry that farmers are sort of diving into, which although if you have you ever seen peanuts come up? I have not. They grow, they grow underground, the ground, right? and yeah. so when they harvest them, I know squirrel off topic, but it's like picking up like a root out of a tree, right? You know, and you just keep keeps going, but yet there's things attached. So it's like it would be so satisfying to me to see like you pull up your peanuts. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but pecans they fall from the from the tree. But what yeah. I mean, do we we don't grow almonds here, do we? Cashews. I don't, I don't think so. No black walnut ice cream. Wee doggy. That would be. Yeah, we have to add in the wee doggy in the state <laughs> and writing the bill, the bill for it. You know, if you wanted to stick with the with the state fruit, which would be the blueberry right around that, you would need to couple that with what would be the state vegetable. I said you can't you can't do tomato because it is technically by Mississippi uh, extension. That is a fruit because it's got seeds on the, you know, sort of growing on the inside, whatever. But what would it be? It would be a fight between you've got your, you know, you've got you were. I mean, we're all thinking about them right now. You've got okra, you've got cucumbers, you've got all of your summer squash, you've got your collards. Yeah, the sweet potato lobby though would be pretty strong. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But see, I'm putting it in. That's like a whole category of like potatoes should be its whole category of its own. But it is a vegetable. It is a vegetable. Well, then you could argue. Then, because again, I go back to if it's Mississippi, whatever, it needs to be something that when you come here, it's quintessential Mississippi, or either it comes from our resources. Well, we have the sweet potato capital of I the world, that. Rebecca Turner. I know that, so I get that. So I will give you that. I will give you sweet potato as being the state vegetable. If it's not, then they should hop on that and make that make that a thing. I think that's an easy sell. But then you go into like the state dessert, and then you've got the Mississippi mud pie that's got the Mississippi in the name. But then how do you offset that with either a pecan pie or a sweet potato pie or something that's then made with something we actually, you know, have here? And so, I don't know. That would be, I'd like to see that fight out. Let's see. <laughs> I want to have those fights on the legislative floor. They're, they're bribing the officials with. Sweet potato pies and Mississippi mud pies. Peanuts are not considered a nut, Cynthia from Yazoo. So I knew there's summer seeds. So like uh, almonds are technically, I think, a seed as well. You have sunflower, really? sunflower seeds, like for those who, yes. But you have peanut allergies, but so I don't know. Like, um, are you sure it's not considered a nut? I may backtrack myself on that one. I'd have to do a little digging. We'd have to reach out to the Mississippi Peanut Growers Association, which we have because they do grow peanuts. Um, but it may be considered a, a seed. A lagoon. A lagoon. It's a lagoon. 
grown main, mainly for its edible seeds. Y'all can pull my dietitian card from me. <laughs> Who knew that? Nobody knew that. Um, I, we should have, but I should have. But I, I no, I don't know. I knew sunflower seeds are considered seeds. I think almonds are considered seeds also. I don't think they're considered like an, an actual nut um, either. I don't know about walnuts because they fall, but I don't know if it's what creates the next tree. Pecans are considered a fruit. And, uh, Walnut is a seed. My, my, I don't know what to trust or believe anymore. <laughs> my whole world is like, I don't so that Almond is a seed. I knew that. Our whole lives Our are whole lives. Our whole lives are lives. <laughs> So it's it's a it is a plant based milk. So so when you buy that container of mixed nuts from the grocery store, that's false advertising. Is that what you're telling me? I think it is. Yeah, because it's mixed. Cause I don't eat the say, peanuts or the almonds out of there. I'm a cashew fan. So and I why don't you just buy cashews? Well, they're more. I don't know. They're more expensive. Come on, you little cheap stuff. But you're gonna throw out the. You're gonna throw out the My other. My wife is the world's worst. She will pick through, eat every cashew out of there, and leave the rest of it. It's a lie from birth. <laughs> we have been lied to. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. You got the boys with sports talk from 3 to 6. Will and I will actually be back with you tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.